Hello everyone and welcome back to Web3 Made Easy with Julian L. So today we're going to be talking about a really short topic. Um, it's about consensus mechanisms. We briefly touched on this in the previous episodes when we talked about proof of stake and proof of work. So what is a consensus mechanism? A consensus mechanism is something that um, is a protocol or a set of rules and guidelines for a blockchain that basically um, constitutes the way in which transactions are verified on the chain. So we talked about um, an example with proof of work on the Bitcoin um, blockchain because that is what Bitcoin um, currently uses. Um, we used the example before of 100 horses chasing after the same carrot and then basically um, all, you know, um, doing the same amount of work to basically um, solve a transaction. Although um, all at the end of the day, only one individual then solves that transaction and then gets rewarded for that transaction. So in terms of the proof of work, um, there are some differences in proof of stake as in their um, more so the efficiencies or the security and the scalability. Um, so when we talk about proof of work, there's some, you know, scalability um, issues if we, you know, you can only um, have a set amount of transactions do, or I guess based on the infrastructure, the size, the, the size of the infrastructure of the Bitcoin network, um, which has scalability issues due to uh, the fact that if Bitcoin can only um, verify 50 transactions, 100 transactions a second, um, if there are more than 500, 1,000 transactions on the network, um, you would then cause um, busy traffic, uh, which would then cause uh, scalability issues in terms of um, a topic we will talk about in the future about gas fees. And gas fees are basically, in a, in, in a nutshell, um, how individuals are rewarded for providing that infrastructure. And now we move on to proof of stake. So proof of stake is a different alternative to proof of work. Um, it is uh, done kind of the exact same way, except that the rules and the protocols or uh, the guidelines and how they verify the transactions are just changed up a little bit. So uh, proof of stake came into fruition due to the sca uh, scalability issues of uh, proof of work. And when they realized that, well, um, if we were to adopt a, a blockchain for more, um, you know, practical or global use cases, um, you know, 5,000, 1,000 transactions per second, um, you know, or per minute and what have you was not enough. Um, so then looking into the, the example with the, the horses, right, we have um, 100 horses going for the same carrot. Although only one carrot, uh, one horse actually claims the the reward of the carrot, and the carrot thus being the you know verifying a transaction that takes place on a blockchain, um, you know that the 99 horses basically um, wasted their energy. So staking went around and tried to figure out okay how do we optimize it so that one horse, a uh, one or two horses could you know chase a carrot and then the other. 99 or 98 um, horses could then go chase their own separate ones as well. Thus, then you know, um, hundred um, you know hundred times in the 
the amount of um, transactions per second that a blockchain could handle, depending on you know the size of the infrastructure. So how um, it 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 staking works um, is that if you think about a prize pool, right? That's why they call it staking. Basically, you're putting in proportionate to the amount um, that you are um, uh, serving in the transaction list. And what I mean by that is, for example, if there's, you know, $1,000 in the pool and there's only 10 people, um, you know, doing transactions, if I were to put um, $100, I would own 10% of that pool, thus giving me control and access to do um, 10% worth of the incoming transactions. So that means that, um, and this the, this kind of solves you know two different things here. It's that now you give your, your have you have a mechanism in place where okay it's okay. now uh, one or two horses you know or individuals could kind of race for that one tr- transaction, and but then you would ask the question okay well how would we know that you know these individuals will would be as safe as proof of work because you know there's 99 people checking these transactions as well. Um, we've reduced the amount of, uh, in proof of stake, we are reducing the amount of people doing the work for the transaction, although now they have a stake in the prize, right? So, and how it makes sense here is that those individuals um, who have 10%, right, of the pool are doing transactions over a period of time on a very small, um, um, a very small uh, reward, Right. So, if, you know, a transaction might only yield them, like depending on the size, uh, you know, if it was a hundred bucks and, you know, it was 10 um, percent. Right. That that's 10 percent over a year. So that means that over a year, they'd only make ten dollars. Um, so you can see here now that, OK, well, it would be very in uh, against their prerogative to uh, do fraudulent transactions, because as you know, someone else might actually, uh, you know, like now we have two horses. This the horse behind him, right, might check the transaction, and if the transaction is 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 completely wrong or 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 fraudulent, he would lose access to his hundred dollars, right, versus his ten. It's it's not really incentivized for someone to um, uh, lose all that money. So that's kind of how they really go about that. Um, Right, so you know, if he owns ten percent of the pool, um, there's you know transactions coming in daily, and there's a hundred transactions, he gets access to ten transactions a day, um, and that's really how the APY works, right? So um, when people are making money in blockchain, in terms of like the 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 um, <clears throat> in the like the interest, right, in staking. So staking is a new way of people earning uh, money um, in the, like the DeFi element of it. Is, is basically this, right? You're basically, um, it, you know, putting money into a pool, enabling someone else to, um, you know, do transactions or yourself do transactions and then then yield the reward based on those transactions, right? But you're actually staking, the money that you're staking is to enable the transactions and get the rewards from that, um, those, uh, you know, the, the, the small fee, so gas fees. And this is where they, they get the term gas fee comes in uh, because, when an individual does a transaction, the gas fee is basically the individual paying um, the person who's kind of like staking, right? So you're, the person's paying that five cents to the staker. That is gas. That's a gas fee, 
Um, and it's the exact, it just, the gas fee is the exact amount of tokens. Um, so it's the same token that they're actually using. So for example, if we're using Ethereum, we're paying a gas fee of like, you know, if we have one Ethereum, there might be one point, there'd be one, uh, one Ethereum and like point zero one Ethereum, which is a gas fee, right? Thus then the person who's staking it um, from the beginning, like we mentioned, the person who put that hundred dollars in to get 10 percent he's actually going to receive that 0 0.01 ethereum as a gas fee which is um uh, calculated towards his apy like his interest um you know towards the year right so he, there's thousands of people paying that 0 0.01 um gas fee to the individual that's helping um, verify those transactions and that's basically how gas fees work and then how state the staking protocol works um, and as well, um, you know, there's a lot of debate between the proof of work and proof of stake. Um, you know, my thoughts on that are that, you know, people want block like Bitcoin to be proof of work. I mean, proof of stake. Um, and then, you know, people talk about proof of, uh, of work being, you know, you know, obsolete. It really depends on the use case, right? Like Ethereum is completely different than Bitcoin. Bitcoin cannot have decentralized applications on it. You know, um, Ethereum can, right? Ethereum can build dApps, which we'll have another, we'll have a topic talking about decentralized applications. And decentralized applications are basically just blockchain businesses, right? Blockchain businesses need like, you know, a really, really resource, uh, I mean, transaction intensive. Whereas like we talked about before with that, Bitcoin is basically digital gold, right? You're not really using gold um, all the time, right? And if it's um, more so a, a store of transactional value, it's you know it's more so that you're probably going to buy it here and there and leave it. It's not something that you'd be like constantly buying, um, you know, on the run with. You wouldn't make tr ten transactions a day or two transactions a day. It'd probably be one transaction a month. Um, whereas on Ethereum, those transactions are probably like two, three, four times a day, right? So you can kind of see the differences there. Um, so you know. Um, and, and, and going back into Ethereum, um, Ethereum actually at the moment is a proof of work. Um, and although, so um, there there are, uh, there's these things called side chains and, you know, layer twos, right? And the layer two is basically um, a, um, <clears throat> a blockchain on top of a blockchain. And how that works is, okay, if, if they're saying that, you know, Ethereum gases are expensive because it's like $50, like, you know, 0.01 ethereum or something like that um, another blockchain is then built on top of um, ethereum which on that specific blockchain right has a has like you know 50 transactions and then basically um, uh, puts a, a, a request to do a transaction on ethereum with those 50 transactions within their own blockchain um, into one transaction so that it only costs, um, you know, 0 0.01. It costs still that $50, but then spread out again against um, 50 transactions. So that's usually, that's what a layer two is. It's, it's just one layer above the main layer. Um, so it's also a, a different conversation as well. Um, but um, to keep in mind is that Ethereum is in the process now of switching to a um, um, uh, proof of stake platform. So that's something that's going to be very interesting to look into as their whole, um, there's been, you know, whole blockchains and businesses built on 
a layer two due to the fact that there was restrictions as well on, on Ethereum, right? So they had needed these layer twos to <clears throat> basically uh, run cheaper um, transactions. But what starts to happen when um, Ethereum starts having, you know, very cheap gas fees, right? The moment they have very expensive gas fees due to the high volume on that, um, that blockchain. So it's going to be interesting to see um, what that happens. But you, so after this episode, you should have a very basic understanding now or good understanding of how a consensus mechanism works and uh, how that affects blockchains um, from a, you know, verifying transaction standpoint. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast and I'll catch you on to the next. So yeah. As a side note, um, an example for an NFT, I wanted to talk about our NFT. Um, you'll probably notice on the episodes for this uh, podcast, these images that are very different from each other. So if you actually look at the cover art for every episode, it's actually part of our Cyber Friends NFT. So our Cyber Friends NFT, we want to create a world where <clears throat> um, this is going to be your first NFT you'll ever um, receive. So like we talked about earlier with, you know, the board apes, um, the, the crypto punks, et cetera, um, our special unique selling point with um, the um, Cyber Friends is that it's a completely free NFT. So, and it'll be the easiest NFT for you to get. So we want this to be your entryway into NFTs. So if you're interested in getting um, a Cyber Friends NFT, um, look onto our website and then sign up with your email. Um, and when our um, wallet comes live, um, you will get a special link that'll bring you to become a beta user and then as well get your first free NFT. And catch you on the next episode.